Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes? Do you think we hire for culture here? I think so. Well, then where is my ping pong table? I have worked with you for over 15 years, if we want to do all the math on this, and I have not yet to get my ping pong table. (laughs) Well, we we could probably look into that. However, I don't think that's what you and I probably mean when we talk about cultural fit. No, it is not. Um, But I think, honestly, buying the ping pong tables and the beanbag chairs and the craft beer has... What is what kind of introduced people to having a culture within their company, even though it real, that is really probably more defined as frills. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, um, especially early on, that was sort of a way of, of projecting, like, we're cool, we're mm-hmm. hip, we're forward-thinking, right. you know, we're different. We're trendy, we're, we, we yeah. work very casually here. You we're know. not a stuffy office. Right. right? So right. it was kind of a signal to people, and it's great. I mean, it was it's sort of a great first step, but I think that, the idea of cultural fit has evolved beyond that. And actually that could be limiting in who Mm -hmm. you attract. So only so many people that that sort of environment actually does attract and work for. It's actually kind of a narrow window, but I mean, you can definitely find people. I mean, who doesn't like to work at a place that has games and craft beer and, but honestly, you know, what's also funny too is um, you and I know a lot of people who have invested in things like that and then like nobody uses it too. So it's really, why are they there? That is, is probably at the heart of this, but it's a great way to kind of, I guess, woo people in to say, oh, look how cool this place is. But it's really more of a frills than how the culture is. And anybody who's ever you know, bought into the games and then got in and then they're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all. A lot of window dressing. Yeah. But it could be a not great culture underneath all. Yeah. And a lot of people go with that formula. Like, let's, you know, find somebody who's going to like this sort of atmosphere. Um, Let's hire people that only come from my alma mater or have the exact same background as me because I think they're going to be a fit. And that's not entirely true. You have to actually dig a lot deeper than that to find out who is going to be a cultural fit within your team. I think if you're hiring just from the same places or from, you know, people you know, people you've worked with, your neighbor or whatever, you you are choosing from a narrow pool and mm-hmm. that really reduces the diversity of thought and experience and backgrounds and ideas that people have on your team. If everyone is, you know, within a five year age range, right. single, you know, it, it just their experiences are all exactly the same. Right. And you actually need more different experiences. But if that is so heavily your culture, there are people that aren't going to be attracted to or want to fit into that. Right. So and it's almost like self-limiting in yeah. a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you kind of refer to it in some ways of, you know, where you're just constantly hiring, hiring yourself, like all the time. And you already have you, so you need other people that kind of will have other strengths in yourself that will kind of help fill and what round out your entire team as well, too. And there, I mean, it's an easy pit to fall into, too, because and, and we have too, and we have met with people sometimes and you talk with them and like, oh, my God, they were so fun. They were so great. They're going to fit right in here. But then you start digging into some of the deeper questions. And you're like, oh, wow, no, that's going to really be a problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think that where you're going is cultural fit isn't only perhaps it can include, you know, being beanbag chairs and ping pong tables. Oh, yeah. We can get you some foosball if you want, Catherine. <laughs> I don't I mean, foosball as much. <laughs> it can include that. However, it's a lot deeper than that. And it's more about 
the connection and do they believe in what you believe in? Mm -hmm. Do they have a similar, Mm -hmm. you know, work ethic and work style and those kind of things? I think that's where you're going. Right. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I think, you know, just about anybody is pleasant. I mean, I find that I can get along with just about everyone, and I will leave that little asterisk right there when I say just about everyone. Um, But, yeah, when... um, you get a little better at the interviewing and you know the questions to ask. Some And a lot of that kind of comes through the candidate storytelling too. Like give them plenty of chance to talk because um, people are notorious in interviews for talking about how great their company is. And when that other person gets excited too, because you've already created the momentum, this place is so great to work at and you will love it. And then the candidate's only response really is going to be, oh, this is going to be so awesome. I know, right? You know, and... Um, you know, you don't have anything. You just have a bunch of enthusiasms <laughs> in a room versus really kind of digging out um, what a person's passion is or what their communication style is or how they get worked well on a team. Can they or do they prefer to work alone? That all has to be put up against how your company operates and what you find is going to be a successful person in that role. Yeah. And just like we always talk about with all of these hiring things, it's they're not a good or bad person. Mm-hmm. Your company isn't necessarily good or bad, but it could be a really bad match. So you want to make sure you're aligned on those things that really matter at the end right. of the day. Right. And um, I like to refer back to our values typically when um, you know we, we talk with people because when we set those up, those are the things that are very near and dear to us. It's like, you know, these are make or break and this is what I'm bringing to the table and I really expect everybody else to bring this to the table. If you get more, that's awesome. But these are the things that will define success in this role. And it could be super simple stuff like, you know, just have a passion for what you what you do and to be accountable for your work and, and things like that and just really kind of figure out, okay, if this person does this, then that's a problem. If this person does this, it's going to be great. And direct all your questions towards that. Have them tell stories that are based around that. Yeah. And I think tying to that too is your mission. You know, Mm -hmm. every every company has a mission or a reason for being, Mm -hmm. a a reason they make a difference in the world. Really figuring out if if that mission resonates with this Mm -hmm. person, if they're excited about what you're doing and it may or may not be related to something in their background. So sometimes you really have to dig into why are you interested in what we do here? Right. You know, why, when we talk about what we do, what, what does that light up for you? Mm-hmm. And, if, and if it doesn't light something up for them, they could probably turn it on for a while, but they won't. They will not be excited to come into work. Right. And just for an example of a complete spectrum, you could have a company that they just want to make as much money as they possibly can. And if you can find a person that has that same desire, that is your person. But then there's other companies that have more of a social mission to them. And a person that wants to get a lot of money is not going to do well in that role or the other way around. So that's how you have to... Those are the questions you need to ask because if it's... um, like a, a social company, then you have somebody who's like, but think of all the money I made. And you're like, well, that's not really what we're about. And actually, you seem greedy or whatever. And then you switch that around. And if the company is really driven towards goals and money and things like that, and you're like, well, I just gave away a whole bunch of stuff because I thought it would be cool and the right thing to do. And suddenly everybody's looking at you like, what? <laughs> we can't just give this away. you know. So it is really based on the personality and the mission that starts building your culture too. Yeah, for sure. I think another thing... Um, you touched on a little bit before is communication style. Mm-hmm. Like how do you mm-hmm. relate to this person? How do right. they communicate? How do you communicate? And that's not something where you need to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like you could communicate in different ways, but will you communicate well together? Right. Do you want someone who really speaks up and is direct? Do you want somebody who's more subtle? Um, and really think about 
which one you want. He's like, no, I don't. I want somebody who's subtle. But then if something is just going bad and nobody says anything and they're dropping subtle hints and you're like, well, why didn't somebody tell me? Um, that's the sort of thing we're kind of talking about. So what type of personality would you like? And some would prefer that. You know, it's like, you know what? I'm the boss. I'm going to make the decisions and I'm going to handle it. Um, or I want everyone to be involved. And I want everyone to speak up and everybody have an equal voice. But you have to make sure that um, everybody understands that. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. It's like, you know, my boss never lets me speak up. And it's like, well, you got a boss that doesn't want you to speak up. And you just have to be okay with that. And some people are just doers. Tell me what to do and I'll get it done. And then that's your ideal person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and things like w- work ethic or drive or whatever sort of a word you want. Like work mm-hmm. style right. can be really important too. And that doesn't mean, um, I mean, I'm going to go on a limb here and say no company is looking for somebody who wants to laze around and not get anything done. Right. But there are certainly companies. And if you do, do you have any openings? Yeah. <laughs> I'd I know I would be so bored with that. Um, but, you know, there are companies that, you know, their standards, they work 80 hours a week mm-hmm. and, you know, you need to show up on Saturday and, you know, that this is just how it's done here. And there are companies that are not. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to know what this person's sort of, you know, work style and work ethic is and how they're going to fit into that. Right. And again, neither of those are bad, but they could be a really bad match. Uh, and I've had the job that's been heavy, heavy hours. I mean, granted, this one is too, but the reason that I do that is because I really love it. I have such a passion for it. I can't, there's no off switch. Um, so next thing I know I've worked 80 hours and I, I'm fine with that. Um, but if the situation is different for somebody else, you know, they, they might just get really tired at five and they have to go. They're excellent the whole day. But if the requirements are for more FaceTime or there's more responsibilities, that all has to be upfront and clear. And otherwise people can be said, that person never stays late or that person doesn't come out and party with us or, you know, that person isn't a team player. Well, this is their personality. And, you know, granted, not every team player is going to be on your team. That could be a great team player someone else, somewhere else too. But um, this is all about catching that up early, up front and up, or up early. So Yeah. And so I think a lot of the stuff you're talking about is also a little bit of cautionary about not making quick judgments of mm-hmm. people, not just, you know, looking at their resume, making assumptions about what they, you can see what they've done, mm-hmm. but it's hard to see what they've liked doing, right. <laughs> what they're passionate about or mm-hmm. in what way they did it, mm-hmm. like how they accomplished that. You can see their accomplishments, but not really how they did it. And so a lot of it's questions digging more into who they are Mm -hmm. and how they work as opposed to what they've done. Right. And be very careful with that. Some of those questions too, because you don't want to step on any sort of violations in HR too, when you talk about personal questions, but you know, like what are they passionate about? Don't ask if they have a family. Just (laughs) so are you a family person? (laughs) But, But you can say, Hey, in this business, we have to go to events three evenings a week. Are you available to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of the job. That is is yeah. that going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You can certainly say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's good to get all those questions answered up front because if those are the requirements, those are your questions, essentially, as far as whether or not you're going to be not only a fit to do the work, but a cultural fit as well. Yeah. So I think it is a lot more of... Um, you know, maybe the resume is telling you like, okay, they've done similar work. I think they can do the job. And now you're really digging into how will they do the job? And does that fit with us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, how, how we do the job. Right, right. Is that aligned with how they do the job? And if you can, I, uh, but I think that if you can do that, you actually can broaden the diversity of your team because 
all different kinds of people will do the job the way you do. Right. You're not going to end up with just people in one age group or one gender Mm -hmm, or one, mm -hmm. you know, background or from one school or whatever. You're looking for people with all of these similar traits, but they could have very diverse experiences. Right. And that will only benefit you because if you have everybody that's identical, then um, you're really not going to be able to expand your client base. You're always going to be attracting the exact same people all of the time. But if you have a little bit of a mix up in that, then you're going to have people thinking differently. Here's how we should market to this people, market to these people or sell to these people um, because everybody has just a whole different experience. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. And we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you would like to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com.